0: Sydney Film Festival has recently expressed its support for the Indigenous voice to Parliament in a statement released ahead of its 70th anniversary festival. The festival has a long-standing commitment to amplifying the voice of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and believes in the constitutional recognition for Indigenous people. I'm very pleased to say that I'm joined by Deanne Ware, the board chair of the Sydney Film Festival, to discuss further. First of all, thank you for joining us today on NITV Radio, Deanne, and congratulations on a successful Sydney Film Festival 2023. Could you you provide your own perspective on the significance of Indigenous storytelling in today's film landscape and the potential impact and influence it can have?
1: Oh, look, I think in the Australian context, our First Nations filmmakers and storytellers are absolutely kicking it out of the park. I mean, they, in recent years, Some of the most significant films and the most significant television that's been made in Australia has actually been First Nations storytelling. And I think that's really exciting because I think it's storytelling that allows us to develop empathy. It allows us to sort of walk in the shoes of other people. And that's why representation on screen and behind screen is, is just so important because unless we're telling everybody's stories you know we're not telling the stories of of our community and unless we have people behind the camera who are bringing their own lived experience and their own perspective to those stories then we're really only seeing half of the story so you know I think through just the sheer talent of many of our First Nations storytellers and also Support from Screen Australia, you know, the Screen Australia First Nations Department is in fact our programming partner at Sydney Film Festival. And there's been an amazing program of work through Screen Australia over the last 30 years really to help both develop and elevate First Nations storytellers. And we at the Sydney Film Festival have been uh, the beneficiary of that because we have had some of our most incredible First Nations creatives telling stories that have been a, a critical part of the festival program.
0: From your experience, why do you think storytelling through film can effectively break down these barriers and build bridges between different communities and cultivating a sense of unity and reconciliation?
1: Well, because I think for a lot of you know European Australians um, or, or Australians from a non-First Nations background... They may not have relationships with First Nations people or they may not realize that they do. They may not really understand what the perspective of First Nations people is and what their experience has been. And sitting in the dark, watching a big screen, seeing those stories play out, there's such an emotional connection that can be created through film, um, and as I say, it's that element of really for two hours you're sitting there and and walking in the shoes uh, perhaps of that person, and it all of society. It's just really important that we're able to see the diversity of the experiences and create those emotional connections. And uh, I think that's a really important role for us to play as a festival to sort of bring those films to people and for us to create those sorts of emotional connections and to see all of us as, as human and understand each other's, uh, each other's perspectives. And that's sort of what the the melting pot of a festival does. You know, I mean, this year I've seen, um, you know, our opening night film Warwick Thornton's beautiful, beautiful film called The New Boy, which is really about the connection between culture and spirituality. And even with what might've seemed as the best of intentions, you know, you can destroy culture in such easy ways, and it, it is a, it, that is a beautiful film. But you know, I've, so I've seen that. I've seen a film from Yemen. I've seen a film from Kashmir. I've, you know, I'm seeing a lens into people that I would never have an opportunity to do otherwise. And it is it makes you think, it makes you question, and it leads you off into having conversations that perhaps reading a book or a newspaper article just simply doesn't. Give you that same connection and that same emotional resonance as what a, a beautiful film up on the, the big screen can do for you.
0: Sydney Film Festival emphasised recently the importance of constitutional recognition for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. With this recent and ongoing support, how does the constitutional recognition have the potential to enhance First Nations storytelling?
1: Well, I mean, I think we, you know, we we try to listen as a as a festival. It's it's in our DNA, I think, to listen to diverse voices and try and encourage dialogue. And so the statement from the heart was a very clearly articulated request to Australia from First Nations Australians and and a broad Variety. And as Rachel Perkins told us on opening night of our festival, over 85% of First Nations Australians support a voice. So if, if they support a voice and they're asking us to vote yes at the referendum, then I think at the festival we wanted to say that we believe this is an important next step on the reconciliation path. And as the Uluru statement asked us, it says, voice, treaty, truth. We want to um, help encourage that because listening, having a voice means listening to the people who are impacted by the policies and legislation that are being contemplated. And you can't have good policy, you can't have good legislation unless there is an opportunity for the people most affected by it to speak directly to the policy makers and the legislators to say, this is our view. It's not, there's no veto power, it's not binding, but First Nations Australians who are saying that they want to have a say about matters that actually and legislation and policies that impact them. It's just very logical to me.
0: Well, what specific aspects or actions do you believe, like film festivals or the film industry in that matter, employ to effectively contribute to these types of dialogues surrounding Indigenous representation and rights?
1: Well, I think um, what a film festival does is provide a a platform for those voices to be heard and to be heard in a way that I think is a little bit different to things just appearing on television, for example. And for a lot of, you know, first-time voices, you know, we've got um, we have thirteen key First Nations stories as part of the festival this year from Australia and around the world. And one of the you know the great opportunities, of course that a film festival also provides is because a film festival brings together, filmmakers and audiences. And so if we can also bring First Nations filmmakers from around the world together and share their own perspective, there's actually something very powerful in that. And then having an audience sit together, you know, 2,000 people sitting in the state theatre on our opening night, watching Warwick's film, The New Boy, was a very, powerful experience and you know I've been talking to people about it ever since audience members you know people who were in the audience that night have been coming up to me and chatting about that film and about what that film made them think and what that film made them feel they then go off and talk to other people about that I think there is something very powerful about that shared experience within a cinema that a film festival provides that allows people to actually go off and have conversations that they may not have if they were just seeing, sitting at home and, and watching television. And, of course, because the filmmakers are there in the room, sharing that experience as well Um, and then the talks that we have you know it is it's a real opportunity for dialogue and I think that's why festivals are very important for all filmmakers but I think it's also a fantastic opportunity for First Nations filmmakers as
0: well. So with your passion and commitment to gender equality do you believe there is an intersection between the Indigenous voice to parliament and gender equality that impacts the representation of Indigenous women specifically within the storytelling landscape?
1: Well, you know, absolutely. I mean, so many, again, it's the sort of paternalistic approach of policy making in the Australian environment over the last 200 years is honestly is something that has in many ways impacted all women, but more particularly so First Nations women who, you know, the voice will allow those women who are, front and centre of many of the issues faced by their communities that some of these pol- the policy and legislation attempts to deal with. I mean, how can you have a conversation about those policies without speaking to the women in the communities that are impacted by that. And that formal mechanism of the voice will be really powerful and give some of those women their voice. And filmmakers, you know, in some of the most, you know, incredible First Nations filmmakers that we have, like Rachel Perkins and Erica Glynn and Leah Purcell, you know, they are telling stories of their aunties, their own, not just their stories, but stories of their community. You know, I've been very passionate about... Female voices and female representation on screen, because we have had a significant tradition uh, up until recent years in this country of not presenting the diversity of female experience on screen, and a lot of that has been because women have been excluded from full participation in the industry. And there's a lot of initiatives that you know I've been involved in that have been about trying to improve that situation and it's to me it is it's you can't be what you can't see and you so many of our inherent biases are driven by the kind of cultural diet that we receive and screen stories really are the most pervasive cultural influence of our time if you think about we are watching screens every day whether it's a big screen or a small screen we are seeing video imagery that is telling us who a leader is. Is telling us the roles that different people play within our community, and if they are only coming from one perspective, then what hope do we have for our children and for all of us to sort of perceive and empathise with somebody uh, in a, in in their full humanity? And it just—I know it sounds rather grand, but it is quite—it's so important to me because it is you. If all you think of is a woman in a limited number of roles. That gets, If that's all you ever see on screen, that, re- that reinforces, that kind of becomes part of your DNA and your understanding. And that's what we have to change. We have such a beautifully complex society with so many different people from so many different cultures. We need to get to know those people. We need to understand who they are as people. And once we understand who we all are as people, it makes it really hard, much, much harder to then have ingrained, you know, biases against people because you just see them as a thing. Like, you, you, once you can understand someone as a, a real human being, you have much greater opportunity to walk down the path together with them as opposed to just seeing them as the other kind of person.
0: And lastly, looking ahead, what are your hopes and aspirations for the future of Sydney Film Festival and its role in supporting diverse storytelling and social impact?
1: Well, look, you know, I think what's been so exciting about um, this year's festival so far is that the, you know, the cinemas have been full, the crowds are big. It feels to me like we're sort of in that, we are now in a post-COVID world, if you like, where we're sort of getting back to a new normal and people are so excited to be back in the cinema having that shared experience. What we want to do with the festival is to continue to ensure that we are representing diverse voices. So you know, we'll continue working with the First Nations Department at Screen Australia. We'll continue doing our best to bring the best International filmmakers, including First Nations filmmakers, to Sydney for our festival and to bring their their stories to our audiences. We want to make sure that we're keeping the festival as accessible as possible. You know, and, and that's something as simple as trying to keep ticket prices at a reasonable rate. But You know, because our uh, ticket sales are only about 30%, only cover about 30% of the cost of the festival, we need to keep on bringing in, um, you know, corporate sponsorship and private philanthropy and the support. You know, we have wonderful support from the New South Wales government, City of Sydney and our other city partners. So we we just want to make sure that we continue to be accessible in multiple ways. And also I think that, you know, we are a film festival, but we're also very cognizant of the different types of storytelling that are occurring. So we'll keep trying to support some experimentation in form. We're very focused on trying to support short films as well as the longer form features. We are screening some showcases, some television episodes. You know, we're wanting to keep the conversation going um, and we're doing something even, you know, this weekend we have a program called Platform where we've brought together some diverse filmmakers. They're, they're getting together, they're being partnered with people that they haven't even met and they're coming up with projects and then they're going to pitch them to an audience on Saturday afternoon. It's those sorts of things where we're trying to continue to support conversation and experimentation about how stories are told and who tells them. That's very much in our DNA. We will kind of keep on doing that and hopefully keep on growing our audience and people who participate in the festival.
0: Deanne, thank you very much for taking your time to speak with us today on NITV Radio. My pleasure. Thanks so much.